If every child in the UK was taught about financial literacy from a young age, by 2050, there would be an additional 200 billion in our economy. If I had the opportunity, this is what that opportunity would be. And then to work out how you're going to do it by going out and seeking the evidence of who has already done it. Have you ever wondered how successful businesses and thought leaders keep landing those big media opportunities and keep the buzz going around what they're up to? It's not just by chance. They're all using the power of storytelling. I'm Nicola J. Rowley, and with over 25 years in the media as both a journalist and PR expert, I'm here to help you unlock the story potential for both you and your brand. Everything starts with a story. This is the Power of Storytelling podcast. Well, hello there and welcome to today's show. I'm delighted to be joined by a very special guest, and we're going to be talking all about the art of the possible. Now, this lovely lady is a money coach. She's also, she focuses on mindset around money, but it goes much deeper than that. It goes into expanding your mind. And I'm all about being able to imagine more. Imagine more for yourself. You know, what is possible? And I think if we don't place limitations on ourselves and what we can achieve. Oh my word, you know, where will we be? Let's allow that thought to just permeate as I introduce you to the one and only Leslie Thomas. Leslie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for inviting me on, Nicola. I am so excited to have this conversation. It's so important, isn't it? Like to really talk about the art of the possible. But before we delve into that, why don't you tell our listeners about your story, like where you have come from and where you are now? Everybody thinks because I talk about money, because I help people to get more confident with regards to their relationship with money, people very often think that I must have a big money backstory. And I don't have a big money backstory, but I do have a big backstory with regards to my belief in really working on our confidence in order to really live the best life we possibly can. And this came from my mother. Because back in the day, there wasn't a conversation around mindset. The word didn't exist. And putting money and mindset together definitely didn't exist. But what was popular was PMA, positive mental attitude. And my mother had PMA in bucket loads. My mother would not allow me or my two younger siblings to ever limit ourselves. For years, I said, I'm only going to do two A-levels. And my mother said, no, you're not. You're going to do three. I decided I wasn't going to go to university. I was going to go to college. My mother, no, you're not. You're going to go to university. So I was brought up to really believe in the art of the possible and the art of confidence in myself. So I've always coached and mentored throughout my corporate career, but 
a few years ago, I decided I wanted to help more women business owners when I'd gone into business myself to develop their confidence in business because confidence seemed to be the missing piece of the puzzle. But the more I studied, the more research I did, the more the word money kept popping up. And I started to realize my eureka moment that our relationship with money is nothing to do with money, but everything to do with our confidence about ourselves, our sense of value, our sense of worth. And then we overlay that onto our relationship with money. And that is why I do what I do today to help people to increase their confidence in themselves and therefore increase their confidence in their relationship with money. It's so important, isn't it? I don't think we understand quite how much that relationship with money can permeate all like areas of our lives. Absolutely. And you know how we do money is how we do everything. And in business, you know, we talk about money mindset a lot these days on social media and when we're having conversations with people about are we going to invest in ourselves, etc. We think the money mindset is just about the money, how we manage money, how we talk about money, how we spend, save, behave around money. But actually, when it comes to our business, because money is so intertwined with our self-worth and self-value, we stop potentially doing or never even start doing the things that we need to do to grow our business. And they are things like, are we visible enough in our business? Because if we don't have confidence in ourselves, if we don't have confidence in our worth, then showing up on camera and talking about what you do, the results that you bring for your clients can be hugely, hugely uncomfortable. So you won't do it. Do you put effective boundaries in place? Do you say no to those clients who constantly show up late for a meeting, but expect you to still deliver the whole length of that meeting? Do you have those conversations with clients who don't pay you on time, who stop paying you? Do you have conversations about your pricing? Do you look at your pricing and position yourself according to where you want to be on that whole position line? And so many of those things are so interlocked with our money mindset, but people don't think of them in that regard. They just think of the direct relationship with money when the indirect relationship can be having the biggest knock-on effect. There's a lot to take on board with with everything that you've just said, and we'll just allow that to kind of filter down. But for you and your story, um, in terms of knowing that you wanted to do what you're doing now, did that just... Like you know, you you were in a corporate career. How did you go from corporate career to actually now I'm going to help people with their confidence, their money mindset? And also, as we're talking about this, what we do need to acknowledge is a lot of 
our money beliefs are tied up in our self-worth and how we think of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So I spent 20 years in corporate telecommunication. I left in 2010 when my children were really young and the juggle of going up to London, I live in Wiltshire, don't be fooled by the accent. I I was born in Wales, but I live in Wiltshire. Um, But the juggle of going up to London clock watching to want to come home to be able to at least give the children a kiss goodnight just did not sit comfortably with me at all. So in 2010, I left to join my husband in the business he'd already set up selling ski property in France and Switzerland. I loved that I could continue to have a career I loved that I was able to do the school run and be around for my children, but that job was not a passion. And I firmly believe that we should spend our time doing what we love. We work for a big chunk of our lives. Therefore, for that time to be spent doing something we don't like, doesn't fulfill us, doesn't drive passion in us, I think we're letting ourselves down. So in as lockdown hit in 2020, I decided to retrain as a business coach. So I've always coached and mentored, but informally in my corporate role. And also when I was working with my husband, friends would come to me and ask me, well, how do you move from corporate into running your own business, etc." So in 20. 20, I decided that I would retrain as a business coach, a business coach that focused on confidence. As I say, because I spent that time understanding, well, what is confidence? What sits behind confidence? That is when I really decided to focus on combining mindset and money, money mindset, but taking it that step further than a lot of people take it. A lot of people talk about the money side, but don't talk about the self-confidence. And for me, that is key. And that is where the art of the possible comes into this. Because when you have self-confidence, you will go and seek what is possible for you by actually looking outside into your world as to what other people are doing. Because if there is evidence that something is possible for somebody else, you have two choices. You can come up with excuses as to why it's possible for them, but not possible for you. Or you can say, well, if they've done it, I'm going to find out how, and I'm going to do the same myself. And for me, the beauty of the world we're in, everything has been largely been done before. And that is a good thing because it means you can go and seek that evidence of what you want to do. Creating the kind of business you want to have, the type of clients you want to work with, how you want to be spending your day, the kinds of times and memories you want to build with your family. If you just stop saying to yourself, it's okay for them because I can't do this because it's our becauses, it's those excuses that are holding us stuck. And the moment we actually say to ourselves, I'm going to get out of my own way. I'm going to stop saying because I'm going to say I can. And I'm going to say I can 
Because if other people have done it, then who am I not to do the same? And when you have that rock solid confidence, you will go and do all those things that make you really, really uncomfortable because you are so connected to why you want to do it. And why we want to do it has got to be our driver because it is the why. It's not the motivation. Motivation will only take us so far. That's why New Year's resolutions don't work because largely we're trying to move away from certain negative behaviors when we set New Year's resolutions. But when we connect to our why, we're actually moving towards something that we feel really strongly about. So when the motivation fades and motivation always fades, we still have that emotional connection to why we want to do something. And then we will go all out to do those very things, no matter how uncomfortable, because we do not want to not get to the why we decided we wanted to do it in the first place. You have just heard why I love Leslie Thomas so much, because she has just summed up beautifully so many different areas that I think are so important for all of us to take on board. One of the things that you did touch on is the importance of doing something that you love, do something that's a passion. And for you, you were feeling unfulfilled by not doing something that was a passion. And now you are doing something that's a passion and you can hear it. It's like in your voice, in your energy, in everything that you do. And it's the same with me, finding a way that I could enable others to help others through storytelling strategically. So storytelling for me was everything. And it was finding a way that I could, yes, run a business and a successful business at that, but also be able to impact other people's lives and be able to change things. So you feel like you are doing something bigger. It has a bigger purpose. When people go all in with a passion, do you think really unlocking and sitting down and working out that bigger purpose, do you think that helps with the fulfillment? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Absolutely. We always know when we are not living our passion. We always know when we're not living our purpose, but we will make excuses. And also for some people, it'll show up because they will be thinking, well, who am I to be able to make a living doing what I love? I have to settle for a job that at least puts food on the table, puts a roof over our family's head. But that is listening to all the reasons why you shouldn't actually get really uncomfortable and do what you really want to do. Now, my children will often say to me, mum, why do you spend so much of your time working? And the answer is very simple, because I bloody love what I do. For me, doing what I do is not only a passion, it is a privilege to act. And I actually feel myself now getting emotional. And that is the thing. When you're really connected to your passion, you don't feel it up here. You feel it down here in your tummy. 
because that is where your motivation sits. That's where your passion sits. That's why we get butterflies when we think about the person, the people that we love. The excitement of going on holiday, going on an adventure. I feel like that, going to work. To me, getting paid to do what I do is a privilege, is a passion, but I genuinely believe it is available for everybody. You only have to really decide what is it I am really, really passionate about. How passionate am I about it? And how am I going to move from where I am now to where I want to be? Because when we unlock and cover those gaps in the middle, then again, we have a decision we can make. We can work out how can I move from A to B, or we can say, give ourselves all the excuses that we want to because we are too scared to make a different decision. And for me, this is about getting scared. It is about getting uncomfortable, but it's also about getting really excited, getting really connected and actually being honest with yourself and saying, I am making an excuse. I am getting in my own way. Would I want that for my child? Would I want that for my best friend? Would I want that for my sister, my mum, my dad? If I wouldn't want that for them, why am I accepting that for me? And I think once we make that connection, that we need to look after ourselves and talk to ourselves like we are our very best friend, like we are our cheerleader. Because when we do that, we actually throw on the superhero cape We stand differently and we say, do you know what? I can do this and I'm going to show me, not anybody else, because we're mostly afraid of ourselves, not anybody else. Because when we make a decision to put on our superhero cape, at that point, we move away from worrying about what anybody else thinks and starts thinking about what do I need to do to move from here there. It's so true. And I want that for every single one of you listening to this podcast. I want you to just have that passion. And you can hear the excitement in Leslie's voice as she's telling you that. And I want that for every single one of you that is listening, that you find that thing that lights you up. Now, it may not be that you have to give up your job straight away and then you have to go and run your own business. It could well be that you make a start in starting to build things on the side whilst you still have a career. Because once you start doing this, this is how you will feel more fulfilled because you are passionate about something that you are doing. And I'm a firm believer that when you open it out, and this only happened for me when I started writing my book, uh, The Power of PR, I got crystal clear on my messaging. So I got crystal clear on how I could help people. How could I change PR from being, you know, this is what you do kind of thing in a textbook to actually let's look at 
a much wider kind of thing. Let's look at the impact that we can have on others, that everything started to fall into place. Leslie, if someone's sitting there and they're thinking, well, I'm not sure what my passion is. I don't, I don't know. I haven't yet found it. Are there any tips that you think that they could use to be able to help them to unlock things like, you know, walks in nature and yeah. music and things like that? Something I always find really powerful um, with all my clients, no matter how old, because, you know, I coach teenagers as well as adults and connecting to your future self is an amazing thing to do. And to visualize a knock on the door and in walks your future self from five, 10 years time. And they sit with you wherever you are, your office desk, on the sofa, sofa, wherever, and imagine having that conversation with your future self that says, what are you doing right now? What are you loving doing? What's really lighting you up right now? And let your future self talk to you. Because the truth is, the majority of us do know where our passion lies, but we're too scared to take that step. And we're too scared for so many reasons. It can be related to self-worth and self-value. It can be being concerned about, can I make, really make that shift from that to that? Can I really be, be able to afford to give up my stable nine to five um, job or the side hustle I'm running or whatever it might be? But actually, we do largely in our gut know what will really seriously have us jumping out of bed on a Monday morning, excited to start work, not having a need to take a holiday because you want to break from your job, but because you want to experience going to new places, building those memories, but at the same time, not having the dread of having going back to work after that wonderful holiday. Your future self allows you to have that honest, safe conversation that allows you to really drill into, if I won the lottery, what would I do? If I was given X opportunity, what would I do? And to really lean into, not surprisingly, the art of the possible. Because when we really lean into the art of the possible and remove all obstacles, if we say to ourselves, what if, what if I could do whatever I wanted to do? What would I do? If I was not scared of taking that leap, if I was not scared of all the what ifs, if I looked at my future self and said, how do I want to look back on how I spent my life, who I helped, how I helped them, why I helped them, and to be an example to those around me, that might be children, it might be friends, it might be family. But to be really honest with yourself in that conversation with your future self and to say, okay, if I had the opportunity, this is what that opportunity would be. And then to work out how you're going to do it by going out and seeking the evidence 
of who has already done it because they have dropped those breadcrumbs for you to be able to work out your next move. Yeah, we're talking about the art of the possible, all of those kind of things. And a big passion for you is educating young people about their relationship with money. And you touched on it there, mentioning that that's what you do. Why is that so important that we get that conversation going when people are as young as possible, in like in terms of building up their confidence around money? It's because I normally get to work with people when they have had years, decades, several decades of fighting limiting beliefs about themselves and about money. And it dawned on me a few years ago when I started coaching a school in Wiltshire that I don't want to see the cycle continue. The reason why so many people have limiting beliefs around money and have a lack of confidence about money is because financial literacy and positive relationships with money are not taught in enough schools. So children grow into adults who have a whole set of limiting beliefs and a lack of confidence around money knowledge. They go on to have children and so the cycle continues. There's so much research that demonstrates the difference educating children around money can do. Not least if every child in the UK was taught about financial literacy from a young age, by 2050, there would be an additional 200 billion in our economy. So it isn't just down to the impact on the individual, which would be massive. It is a knock-on effect on the wider economy and the individuals who are affected by those people being able to believe more was possible for them. And over the summer, I taught several workshops to teenagers. And what really saddened me was the number of teenagers. I I ran this anonymous quiz, basically. And one of the questions was, do you believe you will be financially successful? The children were aged between 11 and 16. And several people across those workshops, several children across those workshops answered, no, I do not believe I will be financially successful. Their lives have not begun, but their limiting beliefs are already there. So I want to be part of the solution that has children believing in the art of the possible. Because when they believe in the art of the possible, the ripple effect is massive. I don't want to just help to resolve the problem many decades down the line. I want children to recognize what is possible for them because when they go on to have children, they will be educated about money. They will feel confident about money and they'll raise their children in the same way. 
that is when we can really start to address and change and challenge all those limiting beliefs that are developing in childhood and taking root and remaining there to just get worse for those people as adults. And that is why for me, working with teenagers and children is so, so important. There's so much to that in terms of, and I'm worryingly so, that those children felt like, you know, no, it's not possible for me because it is all about a growth mindset. When we're talking about the art of the possible, it's about thinking, yes, I can do this and reframing any negativity to be like, no, there are no limitations. And I think to a certain extent, we look at role models and we look at the people that are also in our lives. You know, what is possible? Who am I seeing that's managed to do something? And then we take that success from there. Leslie, it's been so great having you on the podcast today. If anyone wants to connect with you, where can they find you? The easiest place is my website because all my social media is there. So it is the moneyconfidenceacademy.com. Um, on Instagram, I'm Leslie Thomas Coaching. Same on Facebook and on LinkedIn, I'm Leslie Thomas. But if you go to the moneyconfidenceacademy.com, you'll see a whole load of free resources there, as well as the ability to connect with me everywhere. Thank you so much for being with us today on the Power of Storytelling podcast. And if you're thinking, am I ready for PR? Am I ready to go out there and start sharing my story strategically or sharing my expertise? Take our free quiz, pr-quiz.com and you'll get a free report that will tell you where you're at on your journey right now. Until next time on the podcast, we'll see you then. Mm-hmm.